My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Kate Moyer. She's a six-figure social seller in the health and wellness industry, and her mission is to help mamas make commas. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much for coming on. Wow, thank you so much. I'm, I'm super excited for our interview. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcast, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I live in a small town that has no stoplight, where it's winter eight months year. Um, and so building a business in the pockets of my day is the name of the game as a mom of two busy kids, uh, six and eight that are in all the things, right? And so as a busy mom, we monetize the pockets of our days while we're waiting for dance lessons to be wrapped up or while we're waiting for the water to boil while we're making dinner or while we're waiting for the bus to you know drop off the kids at the end of the day. There's all these like five to 15 minute pockets that most people would spend scrolling on their phone or playing a game or just staring around. And we instead monetize that by sharing things that we love and enjoy doing uh, and make money in the process. Very cool. So how did you get started with that? Uh, So it was uh, a day when I was sitting in my rocking chair, nursing my first and pregnant with my second. We We did not have a lot of money in the bank account. It was tight on the second Friday of every month. You're waiting for paycheck. And I had a great job, like a great job. But going back to back maternity leaves, you don't have a safety net anymore. You don't have a huge savings account. And those are some of your most expensive time when you're buying all the things to like entertain your child or be a mom for the first time. And so I was asked to do an event for a friend. And at the time, I wanted, I wanted product, but I couldn't afford to buy it. I just didn't feel right. I felt that mom guilt. And so I took a look, I had an event, I got some free stuff and then I wanted to get more. And so I took a look at the business opportunity and said, okay, this is something that, you know, if it could pay a couple hundred dollars extra a month, awesome. But ideally I just wanted that guilt-free time to myself to spend with friends and not feel like I was taking out of the family budget. I was bringing something into the family budget. So that was seven and a half years ago. Now Um, I have switched different directions and different products, but my mission has remained the same, which is allowing moms that ability to diversify or expand their income without having to leave the house to pay for a babysitter or feel guilt about taking that time away from their family. I see. Well, what's, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to this business? Um, there's a lot of challenges. And I think most people don't talk about, you know, the struggle. They only talk about the good things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is that some days are long. Like some days you're like, okay, I've got a long list of all the things I want to do, but I only have four 15 minute pockets today. So getting 
been very specific on the activities that actually produce income was the biggest hurdle I first had to learn. Making pretty graphics and like decorating my office looked so nice, but it didn't make me money, right? I had to focus right. on the activities that actually produce an income and that return on your investment. Uh, the second thing is, is building a community of like-minded people. You're in business by yourself, you know, for yourself, but you are surrounded by others. Um, same company or different. And so finding a tribe or a community um, on those days when you just don't feel like getting up, but you've got an appointment to work together on a power hour or whatever, I think it really helps just kind of create that sense of community that you miss in the typical workplace around the water cooler or the lunch table or whatnot. Absolutely. And I think that as an entrepreneur, having people who keep you accountable is crucial. It's, mm-hmm. it's so easy when you run it yourself to be like, you know what? Like I work for myself. Like I'm going to take the day off or I'm, I'm going to take the next hour. off. actually, I'm going to skip this meeting. I'm going to skip these, these activities. I'm just going to go sit in my bed and watch Netflix. You know, it's, it's very easy to slip up. So yeah. I think having that community is so crucial to your success and making sure that you're expanding and scaling and you keep going. So I completely agree. That's it. But it is hard to find people like that. It is hard. And I think the other aspect is, you know, you're in business for yourself, which means you need to actually work it like a business. Like it's not a hobby. Um, and a lot of people do treat it like, you know, a flippant, like, oh, it's just a hobby and whatever. It'll pay you like a hobby. I treat it like a business. So it pays me like a business. Right. And I think that six figure, you know, especially when you want to get to the next level or the top of your company or the top of your comp plan or, you know, top in your game, whatever your business is, even if you produce your own product and sell it to be the top or to get that income level that you're working towards, you, you got to show up consistently not constantly, but consistently on the things that are going to increase your revenue um, as much as possible. So I definitely do focus very clear on my daily activities that produce income more so than just the fun things that I want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Time management is key. Yeah, time management. You can reward yourself with those pretty fun things, but you got to do them real hard. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I just, sometimes those fun things can get a little out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say? Cause I know that you mentioned that you kind of started this as a way to just, you know, create a little more income for yourself, but I know that now you help other women do the same thing. So at what point did you kind of make that? Sw- Maybe not necessarily a switch, but did you kind of expand your yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I hear, words. <laughs> you get what I'm what saying. <laughs> so, uh, I'll never forget. So it was July of 20, I think it's 2016. So I went to my first conference and I saw the vision of what it could be. And, you know, at the time it was a trip and I just wanted a trip with my husband so bad. And I wanted to not be a mom for a week and just drink fun fun (laughs) beverages and have no responsibilities for a week. Uh, And so they dangled a carrot. Uh, And so, you know, in the direct sales world, uh, network marketing world, there's these carrots and it was something I didn't have at my regular job. Um, But doing the quick math, I knew that I could not achieve that trip by myself. And so it was for myself, but it couldn't do it by myself. And so I went home and I flipped my switch And it was probably a switch that most people would not do. 
And this is probably why I became the top in all categories for our company within the next 12 months was it was no longer about Kate getting Kate's goal. It was how many people can Kate help and create momentum or a movement of allowing more mamas to make commas, like you said. And so uh, to me, it was like, who could, who needed the exact same thing that I needed? Who was sitting in that rocking chair praying for their paycheck? Who was sitting there wishing that they could go out and have fun without having to feel guilty about it? And when you put that lens of who can you serve and who can you uh, inspire or encourage or empower or lift up with you, um, it never, it was no longer about Kate, Kate wanting to get out. It was like Kate helping other mamas get out, you know, and that was a shift. And so we ended up sponsoring 17 that month. The next month, I think we sponsored 13 and we built it to the point where we had, you know, 75 in four months and then 154 months after that. And then I was at the point where I'm working two full-time jobs and I had to make a decision. And so I chose to go full-time entrepreneur because the fact that we were able to now have over 300 and then more um, mamas making commas or having that, that flexibility and freedom and fun, um, you know, just kept inspiring me to help how many more can you serve um so in the previous company it was canada only and so that was very limited um in my new company it's global which is you know my mission is how can you make a global movement of women um that allows them the ability to uh, fulfill their passion and, and and make that extra paycheck as well love it love it so what is your focus for 2023 so international growth for sure, uh, to inspire more, um, women, we've been able to expand in 2022 with the podcast, especially talking to women all over the world, Australia, Dubai, England, uh, all over North America and, uh, Lithuania, like you name it, we've talked to people all over the world on the show, um, which has been so inspiring to see that it's not a geographical issue of women and moms specifically wanting more of their life, wanting more fulfillment with their job, um, but wanting to get paid for it. And how can they monetize that passion, um, and make the shift to entrepreneurship. And so, uh, my mission for 2023 is to not only, you know, I uh, have a thousand mamas making commas, you know, on a monthly basis, but to inspire more moms specifically uh, globally to see that their time is valuable and they don't need to be behind a computer to, to make a profit, that they can just carry on their life, you know, and do it wherever they are, you know, wherever their phone is. Absolutely. I think that's a great mission. I love it. What would you say is your goal for revenue for 2023? Yeah, so it is to increase. Uh, it's pretty scary. It's to 4x. So to take it from what I've been earning this year and 4x it to be closer to half a million in a year revenue. Uh, so that that's, that's, that's a challenge. But you know, when you take it and you break it down, uh, I'm a big proponent of the 12 week year method. And if you haven't read the book, it's an awesome book 12 week year. But um, he really just challenges you. What if every single week you tackled it like a month, how much more would you achieve in a season than if you just keep tracking, um, based on a month end, right? So most businesses focus on, okay, by the end of January, 
I say, what about by the end of the first week of January? Like accelerating your time gets you more focused on revenue generating activities, which then allows you to grow faster uh, and bigger. Absolutely. I think that that's a, I think it's a great method. I haven't read the book, but I, I get the premise. It's, you know, if you tell yourself it's going to take a month, it's going to take you a month. If you tell yourself it's going to take you a week, the chances of it taking less than a month increase by that much. You know, I think that's a great, great plan. I think I, you got this. Forex is easy. <laughs> Forex, I know this. Tell yourself it's easy. So I'm just going with four. I mean, like shoot for the moon. I could say 10, but, you know, practicality is if every season you double, right, you're going to get to where you need to be in. You know, if you're a little bit shy, at least you shot higher. If you shoot higher and, yeah. and low, isn't that better than shooting low and not even hitting that, right? And I think that's the th- thought process that I run with is, you know, you're never going to get there if you don't see it possible. And I see it possible. Right. I mean, I think I'm not sure about 10X, but I think 4X is definitely easy, especially since, you know, you're shooting higher. So you already have that mentality and your work. It's like, you know what you have to do to get there. You know, and if you shoot lower, you're more likely to hit the lower marks. It's better. I think it's always better to aim higher and shoot just a little or end up just a little below it than, you know, make the bare minimum. Completely agree. What is your plan and focus looking like to achieve that 500K? Yeah, I think it's just getting a bit bolder um, and, you know, sharing your mission a bit clearer. And so 2022 was a lot of reflection and recovery. I recovered from neck surgery and that was a huge process of leading up to and then recovering from. And so now this year it's like, okay, like I'm a bionic woman now in a sense with the, you know, metal in my neck and I'm able to run and, and figuratively and literally, you know, running towards my goal um, with that energy and excitement. And so it's like, be bold, be brave. And like, you know, share whoever wants to listen, like, but having a bit more system. So I have adopted uh, a couple different systems that allows me to be very intentional with my time. Um, so that if even on vacation next week, you know, in Jamaica, like, I will still be working. I'm not going to work all day, but I will throw in an hour beside the pool. You know, like Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a better place to work. Right. And, and I think that's the shift is, you know, it's not, Oh, I have to work. It's like, okay, I get to today to do this. And if I have a very clear list of what I'm going to do in less than an hour, you know, that's more than most people are going to do in a week with their business when they're treating it like a hobby versus treating it like a business. Absolutely. I love that you said that you get to do that. I think reframing your mindset when it comes to the work that you're doing is so important as well. You tell yourself, oh, I have to do it. And it has a more negative connotation versus I get to do it, even if it's the most menial, boring task. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you predict that you might get slowed down or stuck within the next 12 months? Um, I I think in any business, you're going to have either rejection or you're not going to have the momentum right away. And so being patient to continue to push forward. Um, I always like to say like the goal or the dream is not optional, but the methods might be flexible. Right. And so, you know, like you said, with the mundane task, like I get to do it and I'm really excited, but if something isn't working, you know, evaluating 
is it the right method or is there something else I need to do? And being able to shift fast because um, social media changes, methods change, like society changes, recession, all the things, you know, if you stay and say, okay, well, I'm just going to keep plugging away. Well, if that's not working and you stay there, you're not going to have the growth. So being adaptable and flexible to constantly pivot um, and being open to trying new things without losing sight of the goal. Because you can get very um, rabbit hole, right? And go down this path and be like, okay, well, I'm going to try the next thing. And then the next best thing. Well, yeah, you don't want to be switching all the time because then you're not even getting traction. So that blend, I think, is probably the stickiest point for most entrepreneurs in 2023, especially um, being flexible, but also not trying to do all the things and being in the know of all the things because things change so fast. But being able to at least get some traction, but then identifying if it really isn't working and making the shift. So it's that blend. I see. I get it. I understand. That's, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. If you were to a slightly similar question, you kind of touched on it earlier, but if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges you believe you might face or changes you might need to make both within yourself and within your business? Um, I think uh, for growth size, I would have to be more uh, intentional with my group training versus my one-on-one. You know, right now I'm very blessed. Like I've got my core key people and I keep them super close and we talk regularly um, where, you know, you have the masses and we do things on a group basis. Um, So kind of being more intentional with my time management as you grow, being mindful of who you give one-on-one time to um, so that you have enough time to still work your business and continue to grow it. Um, So I think that's one element. Um, And then the second financially, and I think people don't talk about finances enough. And, you know, 2022, we became corporated and that was a learning curve. And the best advice I was given by my, my investor and my accountant and all the money people is, you know, whenever you get a raise, like, pretend it didn't exist, like just continue living here and build your, your capacity and your assets over there. And so that's really been my focus, you know, coming from fall 2022 into 2023 is how can you increase your revenue, decrease your expenses and invest the difference. And so that's my mission for 2023, um, which, you know, if you double or triple or quadruple your income, like, isn't that better? but don't go and buy all the pretty things and the new car and the new bag, like continue living as you are and building that true residual legacy asset building machine that um, really will then be what is the financial legacy we want to create. Absolutely. I think it's very easy when you're doubling or tripling your revenue to also double and triple your lifestyle. So I think that's, that's actually a really good thing. And you're right. Not enough people talk about it. You see those numbers coming like, oh, oh my gosh, I could go buy the car now. I can go do this. I can go get this house. You know, it's, I, I get it. It's easier said than done. What did you struggle with the most last year and how do you plan on overcoming it for this year? Um, I think last year um, was definitely a learning year, especially with me focusing on myself for the first time and my health and taking a break. So I never take a break like ever. And so to take off the whole summer, watching my kids swim, um, was a blessing, 
but it really also showed me what I can achieve when I just get laser focused. So I spent the season focusing on customer expansion, which allowed me to double my personal sales from like 9,000 a month to 15,000 a month personally um, by getting laser focused. So if I can do that and have laser focus, what could I do if I focus on helping other people get focused? Because everybody tries to do it all. And I think that's where we actually um, have less results is trying to do all, all the things and be the perfect, you know, Instagrammer, TikToker, Facebooker, blogger, vlogger, all the things, right? By trying to be at all, we actually don't succeed in anything. So this year it's really spending a season on, okay, this season is focusing on the vlog. Okay, this season we're going to grow the blog. This season we're going to grow Pinterest and getting very intentional with where we're going to focus our growth versus trying to be at all, all at once. I see. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really good plan. Jack, you know what they say, Jack of all trades is a master of none. Yeah. What okay, so let's talk about your podcast a little bit. What are some of the things that you currently cover? What's the name of the podcast? So anybody who's listening can go and find it. Absolutely. So the Mom Boss Mentor, um, we are on YouTube pr- primarily. So if you search the Mom Boss Mentor on YouTube, you'll find us. Um, and uh, also on Instagram and Spotify and Apple, uh, but really it's moms throughout the entire world. And like I said, we've got lots of different moms from lots of different places, um, sharing how, what they did before, what was the catalyst or the moment or the breaking point. And this came from when I spent an afternoon with Tony Robbins and he really asked us like, what was the breaking point of what, you know, where do we have the breakthrough? And, uh, and as moms, I, I'm noticing we all remember that moment. Like we, like I can feel it right now. You can hear my voice. I have the shivers and the emotion waving over me because when you are at the lowest, the low or at your breaking point where you have to make a tough, courageous decision, you'll never forget that moment and the decision that you made. So the decision that you make could be to stay the same and be comfortable and just live in that life and just suffer through it. Or you can try to go find the same things somewhere else and probably repeat the cycle, which happens. Or you can take a different approach, right? And do something differently and have different results. And so most people do the same or kind of find something similar. Very few people have the courage to to take a completely different approach or to completely take a risk, um, and have the reward. And so we share stories of the moms who took the risk and what their path was like. Some quit their job with no backup plan, no savings, like worst case scenario, highest risk, not my style, right? Um, others were very calculated and methodical and strategic and had the savings and paid off the debt and then quit, um, had a company they could run right over to. Other people kind of did a blended approach. And, and so, you know, what was the approach? What were the lessons they learned? They wish they had known before they entered into entrepreneurship and what is the results now? And it's so cool to see that as women, we have this innate ability to make it work. Like we have this like primal mother, mother instinct is like, 
failure is not an option. I will leapfrog as much as I need to, to make something work because uh, mama wants to make money, right? A mama needs yeah. to provide for the family or whatever it is. And so um, it's really, really cool to be able to see people's personalities come to life and their passion share and, um, and get exposure to other women around the world and what their businesses are um, is really, really cool too. Absolutely. That sounds really cool. I love that we as women have that, that ability. It's like, you know, everything can look so bad and like, there's no way out, but we will find the way out. We will find a way to get it figured out. (laughs) What would you say is your favorite thing about podcasting? Um, I, I really have loved getting to know other women's stories. I think as women, we don't share enough about our successes with others. We don't have as many platforms to kind of get the spotlight on us. And so my mission, like, you know, is to help more moms get that limelight and enough of a tease, if you will, like my episodes are very short because moms don't have a lot of time. We have 15 minutes like Max. So my episodes are mostly 50 minutes or less. So you can listen to it while you're cooking dinner or while you're waiting in that car and, um, getting to have women share their story enough that makes you want to go and connect with them on social or go and reach out to them, um, or take a look at their program or whatever it is that they're offering. So everybody has something of value that they're offering for free to the listeners, which then allows, um, you know, them to get the exposure, but for me to get to be their, their vessel or their vehicle to share their story, um, and inspire other women in the process to dream and see that what they're experiencing right now, does not have to be forever. And they can be more than that moment. Um, if they're courageous enough to take action, uh, and, uh, see what else is out there. Absolutely. I love it. I love that you get to be that vessel for women. That's great. Um, So you mentioned earlier, you know, you like finding out what motivates women to, you know, pursue their businesses and their life and whatever. What motivates you? Um, I think it's the fact that my husband works 24 seven on call. And so for seasons and years, I would never get to see him for the fall. Like his business is super, super busy in the fall. There'll be days that will go by that we would literally be crossing paths. And for me, it's the fact that now when he has a day off, we can go for a lunch date because I'm not clocking in out of the house. I can, Mm -hmm. I can say, Hey, you know what? Like babe, Thursday, let's go for like lunch date. Uh, we can do it right. Like I schedule my time around my family, um, and can say yes more. So, you know, when Nan was sick, I could say yes. And I could grab the flight and take my kids to go see my, my Nan, or we might go on vacation weird times. We can do that. Our kids are still young enough. So for me, it's about the freedom and the time flexibility, um, while building a legacy for our family long-term. Absolutely. That's, Super cool. Super cool. Once you get to the point where you can drop everything and travel whenever you feel like it, that's when the whole game changes. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you have, if you had to give one piece of advice in one sentence to anybody who's listening, what would it be? Just do it. Like, honestly, just do it. it. I think the biggest thing that holds people back is, you know, analysis paralysis instead. Like, what if you, what if you try and you succeed. A lot of people say, well, what if you fail? What if you succeed? Like, just do it. Like you don't know unless you try. So I definitely feel like, 
um, reaching out, I guess my last few advice is reach out to people who are having success, who are having the results that you're, um, that you're wanting and ask them for advice. You know, ask if you can pick their brain for a couple of minutes, um, be strategic with your questions, but, you know, reach yeah. out to people because a lot of people are willing to share. Um, you just have to have the courage to ask. So uh, that's definitely the thing. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Absolutely. I completely agree. Once again, Kate, thank you so much for coming on. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.